Welcome to the Fruitnet.com Audio Edition. I'm Tom Joyce, Senior Reporter at Eurofruit, and I'd like to take you swiftly back to last week's Fruit Logistica Exhibition in Berlin. This year, Egypt was chosen as the partner country, and I spoke to Heike Hagengut, Business Development Director at Egyptian exporter Pico, about what this meant for the country. It's more than an honor to be a partner country because it's driving a lot of exposure to the Egyptian pavilion. Um, compared to last year, I think I can say that I'm noticing more visitors. Yeah. So certainly uh, all the promotions that have been done before for the Egyptian pavilion, they have their effect on the number of visitors. But uh, I think we can only judge later what's the effect on, uh, on the selling. Despite the great political upheaval of the last few years, Egypt's agriculture sector has remained largely resilient. According to Hisham Malegi, chairman of grower-exporter Blue Nile and assistant chairman of Egypt's Agriculture Export Council, that is partly down to the support of successive governments in Egypt. We've got a very strong uh, government backing that yeah. supports the industry and they're really um, uh, driving us uh, in all avenues trying to facilitate um, the growth of the sector. And all the governments have backed us, not just this one, but this one particularly so. In fact, our president has actually been meeting exporters and, uh, and growers on a personal level, spending more time with them than the minister to try and solve their problems and achieve greater equality. I also asked him about the improvements in quality that have been made by Egyptian companies. There's many companies down in Egypt who have uh, have developed to a level where they're achieving world-class standards in terms of infrastructure, facilities, growing techniques, and um, ethical as well uh, trading with the workers. So we're now fitting in and reaching levels above many of our competing countries. So what about the future for Egypt? Agungut sees on the horizon a shift to new markets and new products. Companies like Pico are trying to differentiate themselves from the, the big mass of exporters. And this is usually by either introducing new crops or new varieties. We have now more exotic fruits to offer, especially on the side of the pomegranates and mangoes and avocados. And we have observed the trend of uh, growth in avocado markets in the UK, for example. Um, it's very much in demand in a niche market in Egypt. Um, other European markets, for example, they're getting to know avocados, they're learning more about the products. It's the same like pomegranates, you know, it will never be a commodity, but it will have its own market. Khaled Albana, vice chairman of Grower A-Green, is also optimistic about the future, with investments planned for new varieties. We expect uh, the future will be very good. And uh, every year the country's, uh, country situation is better. It's became better from day to day. Now we are planting a new variety mm -hmm. uh, of mandarins, of... Uh, also, in vegetables, there's a new varieties to we are planting to supply it to Russia, tomato, onions, 
all of all of the new varieties of these vegetables we are uh, are selling to planted right now. Pico too is developing new varieties, not least of its strawberries, as it looks to cater to the varying needs of different markets around the world. You know, we have the traditional markets like the UK, where it's very clear, uh, clearly communicated from the supermarkets which trends are existing. Yeah, and and we don't grow varieties out of the blue. Yeah, we grow varieties that are already in demand, and we bring them to Egypt. So it's it's rather a pull function than a push function, because you may end up if you just choose any variety that you personally like, you find yourself maybe in the situation that you have wonderful yield, but nobody wants to buy it. Yeah, so this is not the style that we follow. Yeah, so we always choose the market-driven approach. But that also means when you move to new markets like Asia, I don't know how much that uh, maybe the varieties that you're growing for the traditional markets are not the most wanted in Asia. Usually the Asian markets, they like uh, on the grape side, they like big fruits, uh, a very dark coloration or intense coloration. They like high sugars. Maybe this is something that the traditional varieties in Egypt cannot achieve or not achieve in big volumes. So in that sense, you have to look for a variety that can uh, fill the market need. But improvements can, of course, still be made, says Almalegi. Of course, we still have issues. We need to improve our, um, our transportation into Europe, fast transportation by sea and no air. We need to have a much bigger base of trained personnel in the fields and in the packing. So there's many things that we need to improve on. But for now, it's worth remembering how far Egypt has come. Egypt has improved on the MRLs, uh, on all the quality standards, on the packaging, understanding what is the standard or a quality standard or a certain specification of a product in Europe or in the different markets. And um, producers and our, our growers and exporters are moving more comfortably in these markets. Ten years ago, uh, looking at uh, the number of Egyptian exporters and food logistics was just uh, maybe two handful, three handfuls. And now we have more than 90 exporters. Um, it gives you very well the impression that um, Egyptian exporters are more appreciated. It also means that Egypt went through a, le a learning curve and that is in regards to all elements of the supply chain, yeah? Yeah, indeed. Well, I think it's time to leave Berlin for another year. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Joyce, and you've been listening to the FruitNet Audio Edition. Until next time. Hello. Welcome to the FruitNet Audio Edition.